Come on now. Life is hard enough than having the reckless thought that God has forgotten about you. Did you hear that? Life is hard enough than to have the reckless thoughts that God has forgotten about you. That's a horrible life. When life is kicking your tail and you're still having the reckless thoughts that God has probably forgotten about your gyrus situation. Lift your hands, Lord. Father, let this moment where we feel abandoned, rejected, and forgotten be removed from us today. Father, let your voice of peace, comfort, assurance rule every thought. Father, let your voice, your peace, and your comfort and assurance rule our every thought. I want to say that again. Put your hand on your mind, on your head, and just say, Father, let your voice, your peace, your comfort and assurance rule our every thought. Father, guide and direct us this day. Amen. 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 You can take your seat. The thought of being forgotten. <laughs> the thought of being forgotten. That's a horrible storm to be in. When you're already in a storm and you feel that God has abandoned you. You feel that God has forgotten about you. You feel that God has given up on you. <laughs> you feel that you got there first and something else got in the way while Jesus was on the way to your house. Have you ever been in a moment where you got there first and it seemed like everything else got in the way, took Jesus' attention away, the crowds were pressing against him, Jairus meets him first in the Gospel of Luke chapter number 8. He meets him first. He runs and he falls and he says, can you get to my house because my daughter is ill? But Jesus is on his way to Jairus' house. And before he gets there, he's interrupted. I, I, I sometimes don't understand why it feels like my miracle and my blessing and my purpose and my destiny always has to be interrupted because Jesus has to take care of somebody else first. Have you forgotten about me? <laughs> Come on now. Life is hard enough. It's difficult enough. It's tough enough. Come on now. To have... The reckless thoughts, it's all right, stay right here. It's all right, stay here. The reckless thoughts of feeling as if Jesus has forgotten about me. Are you hearing it? Hard enough to know that I need Jesus 
to perform a miracle in my life. But it seems like he's taking forever, Elder Shelley. It, it seems like he's taking forever, Tracy. It, it seems like he has no worry in the world. And I've just seen all the virtue being pulled out of his body because a woman who had an issue of blood, a hemorrhage, just got healed. But I asked Jesus to get to my house. But it seems like Life keeps getting in the way. Have you forgotten about me? <laughs> Come on, think about it. I want you to go right there to the book of Luke, chapter number 8. And I just simply want to rest right here in our sermonic selection on today. Come on now, don't forget about me. Come on, if we could just be real, we've all said it to God. Don't forget about me. Matter of fact, we, we said it the other way. Did you? Did, did, oh, she just said, don't pass me by. She going down Douglas Miller. Do not pass me by. She going down the Baptist, missionary Baptist. Pass me not, O oh gentle Savior. Hear my humble cry. Wow. Do not pass me by. Now the church used to tell us, uh, I don't understand why you're singing a song about Jesus passing you by because God can never pass you by. Uh, sometimes you got to think about the reality of a storm. Uh, you're in a storm. Everybody else got out, but your boat didn't. Come on now, uh, it's sunny on the other side, but it's raining in your house. Come on now, uh, everybody else's family is moving and growing. Everybody else is going to college, and your house is just a plum mess. Kids acting a fool, baby acting a fool, mama's daddy acting a fool. Come on now, uh, ain't nothing working. And you're sitting there saying, Lord, did you pass me by? Did you forget me? Uh, who, who am I? Uh, uh, I serve you. I honor you. I praise you. Uh, I, I've been faithful. Uh, uh, did you forget that I got there first? Come on now. But when we look at this text here, uh, in the moments where you feel forgotten, number one, don't become weary and troubled about bothering Jesus. In verse 49, he says, and while he was still speaking, a man from the house of the director of the synagogue came and said to Jairus, uh, your daughter is dead. Do not weary or trouble the teacher any further. Come on now, bro. You ain't got no respect. I mean, you, 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 you didn't know how to tell me that another way. You could have at least whispered it in my ear. Uh, but because of his panic, uh, he said it out loud. He, he, he said, uh, hey, bro, your daughter's dead, man. Can I just paraphrase it? Jesus ain't no help to us, so ain't no need to bother Jesus, ain't no need to help to you today, so there is no need to go to church. Uh, uh, there is no need to pay your tithe. There's no need to pray. There's no need to fast uh, because she's dead, and there's nothing that Jesus can do. Uh, in moments where you feel that Jesus, God, the Father, has forgotten about you, number one, don't become weary and troubled. That you are bothering Jesus about something that you asked him to do. 
Uh, uh, he didn't understand what he was saying. Uh, he, he said, don't bother him. Have you ever had somebody say, there's no need to call him back. They're going to repo the car anyway. There, there, there's no need to call him back. Uh, you don't have enough money in the bank, uh, so don't ask for the loan. There, there is no need to finish uh, the next three credits uh, because you don't have enough. They told you that if you don't have it, you're not going to graduate, so there's no need to know that. Don't call anybody. Uh, just stay at home and let the Lord work it out. And let the Lord just come on and soothe your heart. The devil is alive. <coughs> Don't become weary and troubled about bothering Jesus. He told the man this. <coughs> he said, Don't become weary. There is no need. It's too late. Can I give it to you? Never too late. I never understood what they were saying. Can I get some water real quick? See, the Baptist preacher would always have a big cup of juice when it was cold with ice in it. All right. That's not juice. But the Baptist preacher would have juice in his cup. It would be ice cold. They would give it to him. The church nurse would walk out to him with the church nurse hat on and the white outfit, Zeta, and she would give him his juice. <laughs> but the man says to Jairus, don't bother. How many times have the enemy of your flesh said, don't bother praying again because it's not going to happen? It's too late. The deadline is past. They're coming tomorrow to get that car. There is no need to pray again. There's no need to get on the prayer call because the deadline has passed. But I want you to hear this. Be careful of what others say. And what they have told you is simply incorrect. Your flesh will always tell you in the middle of a storm when, when the deadline has passed, the enemy of your mind will say, I told you he wasn't going to do it. I told you he wasn't going to bring it to pass. I, I told you uh, that what you dreamed was really going to come to pass. Come on now. I told you your dream was going to die. I told you your business was going to die. So there is no need to bother Jesus. Number one, in moments where you feel forgotten, don't become weary and troubled about bothering Jesus. You're never bothering Jesus. You're never getting on God's nerves. Come on now. They used to tell you, once you pray about it, don't pray about it again. No, no, no. I got to keep praying about this thing. I, I, I got to keep it before him uh, because you said that you would never leave me nor forsake me. So I got to remind you of your word. They taught us, you know, in, 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 the, in the beginning of the charismatic movement uh, 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 that, you know, when you keep asking God to do it, uh, that means that you don't believe uh, you're lying. 
Well, you know, if you got to ask God again, then that means that your prayer didn't get through. Uh, can I give it to you like this? Uh, let me see if you're really in need of a miracle and you just ask him one time. And the doctor tells you uh, that your life is going to end in six months uh, and you're sitting in the sixth month uh, and cancer is riddling your body. And you don't remind God that he said that I believe the report of the Lord that I shall live and not die you said that you sent your word to heal my disease the enemy comes in to turn you away from reminding yourself that Jesus is not going to be bothered that you are worried at the fact that your daughter is dead come on now your daughter is dead and you don't have any worry you turn around and you just go back home come on you come here to receive a powerful word of God number one one, in the moment where you feel forgotten, don't become weary and troubled. Number two, don't be seized with alarm and fear. Come on now, we can, we can see this here. Uh, uh, we can see this here uh, in verse number 50. It says, but Jesus hearing this, he heard the man. So you got to understand that Jesus always hears. He always knows. And he's always aware that the enemy doesn't want you to depend on him. The enemy wants you to turn away. The enemy wants you to walk in doubt. The enemy doesn't want you to believe. So he says, don't bother him. But Jesus, on hearing this rev, answered him and said, write to Jairus. Ho, ho, hold on, bro. I need you to be quiet. Uh, uh, don't listen to what your boy just said. Come on now. I know that he told you that your daughter is dead. I know that he told you, uh, don't bother me. Uh, but I need you to come right here. I, I need you to pay attention and I need you to look right here. He says, do not be seized with alarm or struck with fear. It's true. Probably your daughter is dead. Probably, she probably didn't make it, but I need you to understand, don't be alarmed or seized with fear. Uh, number two, uh, uh, don't be seized with fear. What do you mean? Remember that Jesus is still walking with you. Come on now. Uh, he, he's still right there. He didn't turn around and go the opposite way after he healed the woman with the issue of blood. He never changed directions. He never changed his mind. He never thought anything else. Uh, that was just an unexpected interruption uh, that stopped him from getting to your house at the time you needed him. But maybe that was really not the time you needed him. Ah, come on now. Uh, remember that Jesus has just healed the woman with the issue of blood. Come on now. You're standing with the miracle worker. You're standing with the priest. He's anointed to heal. He's anointed to resurrect. He's anointed to bring things to pass in your life. But when things get to a point where you feel forgotten, don't be seized or alarmed with fear. The spirit of forgottenness can be a pain reliever that helps us avoid the reality of our surroundings. Do you know sometimes when you got a headache, you take the pill to relieve the pain. But never really understanding 
that something is causing the pain. You take the pill so that you can get rid of the headache, but not wondering that after you take the pill and the headache goes away, if you continue to worry, if you continue to not bother him, if you continue to allow what seems to be dead in your life to wreck you, you're going to constantly take a pain reliever to avoid the reality that you're struck with fear, that you're dealing with worry, that you're full of anxiety, that you're full of bitterness, that you're full of doubt, that you're full of unbelief and the pain reliever that you're taking causes you to avoid the true reality of what's causing pain. Come on now. Sometimes when you're in a moment and you feel like you're forgotten, you take the pain reliever of a pity party. You take the pain reliever of saying, I'll be better off by myself. You take the pain reliever to say, well, maybe it just wasn't God. You fall into taking the pain reliever of just crying all day long, locking yourself up in the house and you don't want to talk to nobody. You don't want to be bothered and everybody's against you and nobody loves you and it's always working for everybody else and so now you constantly take the pain reliever to forget but you never really understand the reality is is that Jesus is still with you the real pain that you're dealing with is that you're upset that it took Jesus too long to get to your house I'm upset and I'm angry I'm bothered that it seems like God always takes his time when it comes to me he always has me go the hard way Way. Uh, he has me take the long way when everybody has already gotten theirs. Everybody's already living well. And it seems like I'm always losing. I'm always going through uh, the spirit that causes you to feel that God has forgotten you will cause you to simply live with the pain reliever of bitterness. A pain reliever of listening at what other people say. Uh, don't go back. Uh, don't call him. Don't ask no questions. Come on now. Uh, my girl said she was walking out on me. Man, I know that I did some things wrong, uh, but you better call that girl. You better go back home and fall on your knees and plead with that woman and let her know how much you love her. I'm talking to somebody today. I'm talking to someone today. Son, daughter, you better get back in good relationship with your mother and your father. I know daddy hasn't been there. I know daddy left mama 20 years ago, but that ain't got nothing to do with you. Find a way to get rid of the pain reliever. Find a way to get rid of the abandonment and allow God to take you to the place that he wants to take you. Come on now. Come on now. Come on now. Number one, don't become weary and troubled about bothering Jesus in moments where you feel forgotten. Number two, don't be seized with alarm or fear when you feel forgotten. Number three, don't panic. That's pretty tough. That, this is a pretty tough text to tell somebody not to panic when you were already panicking. <laughs> when you were already desperate 
when you already found Jesus walking and you fell and you said, Lord, can you get to my house? My daughter is ill, and if no one prays for her, if you don't pray for her, uh, he was a leader in the synagogue. He knew how to pray. Come on now. He had people around him that knew how to pray, but there's certain situations when you become Jairus that only Jesus can make right. Come on now. Uh, uh, he's a healer. Come on now. I like what grandmama used to say. He's my doctor in the sick room. Come on now. He's my lawyer in the courtroom. Come on now. Uh, he's my food when I'm hungry. He's water when I'm thirsty. Come on now. Uh, he's shoes on my feet. Hallelujah. When I'm barren uh, and I'm barefooted. Come on now. Uh, he's a shelter over my head in the time of storms. I like what they used to say. The old deacon used to get down on his knees and begin to pray. And he would just say, he's a mind regulator. Come on now. He's a heart regulator. I like what they used to say, Elder Shelley. He's my battle axe. He's my rose of Sharon. He's the lily of the valley. He's the bright and morning star. He's the lifter of my head. He's everything I need. Come on now. He's my all in all. He's the blessed assurance in my life. He's everything that I need. Come on now. That's how they used to pray. But there are moments when you begin to pray and you say, I need to get to Jesus. I need to get to him. He got to Jesus. And when he got to Jesus, he was panicking. He was in a panic. Come on now. What do you do when everything in your house is turned upside down? What do you do when your job says after you've just gotten the good credit, after you've got the car, after you got the house, and your job says to you, uh, today is going to be your last day. Come on now. What do you do? Uh, I'm in a panic. Uh, I don't know how I'm going to pay my bills. I don't know how I'm going to feed my children. I don't know how I'm going to put gas in my car. I don't know how I'm going to go to the sweetheart dance. I don't know how I'm going to go to the party. I don't know how I'm going to buy the best outfit that I need. I was dependent on that check because I needed them shoes. I needed that dress. I needed some things in my life. But something went wrong and Jesus is there, but it's taking him too long. Uh, they turn out the lights. Come on now. Uh, uh, they turn off the water. They turn off the gas. Come on now. Your refrigerator goes out. Your air conditioner goes out. Come on now. And your girl is mad at you. And you can't fix it. I'm not the fixer guy. The toilet is plugged up. Come on now. Uh, everything in the house is just going wrong. And it seems like Jesus feels okay that he has to stand right there and heal this woman who came after me. Heal somebody else who wasn't there first. Uh, he gives all of his attention to her. But then when it comes to me, he tells me, don't be seized with fear, brother. Oh, come on, brother. Come on, the Lord really loves you. Come on now, have faith in me. Come on now, I'll get there when I get there. Uh, uh, but you just gave her all the time that she needed. Come on now, you turned around and you ministered to her. And you said, who pulled virtue from me? What do you really have to offer me? Because it seems like you're tired. It seems like you're just not going to get there. It seems like you just don't care. What do you do? In moments where you feel forgotten, don't panic. 
He says to him in verse 50, the B clause, simply believe in me as able to do this. And she shall be made well. Oh, come on now. Come on now. I, I asked you, could you come and get her? But you're taking your time. Come on now. I need to get this bag. And you're taking your time. You, you know, I need to get this contract. And you're just letting everybody get all of their stuff first. Why won't they approve my loan? Why couldn't I get it? You know that I need it. You know that I need this in my hand. But it seems like you are walking me down a road that all you say to me is every time, don't panic. The Lord thy God shall be with you. But then they go and pray and they fall right there. They give and they fall right there. I give and it just seems like shh, there's a hole in the bottom of the cup. Don't panic. He says, simply believe. Believe what? Believe in him. Believe in me. Trust in my word. Have the God confidence in me that I'm not going to let you down. That I'm not going to let you fall into this situation that causes you to feel as if you can't bother me. You got to work your prayer. You, you got you to gotta work that thing. And you got to work it and you got to work it and you got to work it. You got to know how to slip it in uh, so it doesn't seem like you're begging. You got to sit there. Lord, I'm having a great day today. Lord, I just thank you today. But don't forget about me. Uh, Lord, I thank you for blessing me this morning. Did you forget about me? Lord, uh, Lord, I thank you. You know they're coming at 2 o'clock. You know they're coming at 2 o'clock. Uh, uh, are you still there? Uh, uh, it's almost like we're sitting there like, God, are you looking at your watch? It's 2 o'clock. They said by 2 o'clock, if I don't have it by 2 o'clock, if it don't happen, it's by 2 o'clock. But he says, simply believe. Just believe. Believe what? What do you want me to believe? I believed you that you were going to show up. And it's 90 days past due. You keep saying believe. I believe. And it's three years. And I'm still here believe keep believing I'm the chaplain for Twinsburg the record was one and nine last year only one one game every game that they lost by the second half they had a running clock that means that the score was just beyond them winning that they just put the clock on and said just let it run and the clock will run out in the third quarter game over I get to these guys, and they unleash me, and they say, Rev, talk to them. I said, if you could just simply believe. Come on now. It, it, I, got, I grabbed three guys, and I put one in the middle, and I said, belief and winning is on each side, but then there's doubt in the middle. As long as there's doubt, belief can never see what it can win because winning never dissipates. Winning never retires. Oh, y'all didn't hear what I said. Winning never gets old. Come on now. Winning is a foundational principle. 
principle that will never leave you and I as long as we believe that we can do what? Win in worship. I can win in my giving. I can win in my faith. I begin to talk to those guys. We got out on the field and we lost by two. But last year, the team that they played beat them 49 to 0. Y'all ain't, ain't hear what I'm saying. Uh, the same team that beat them 49 to 0 was on edge they would, that they were about to lose. I looked at those guys and I said, great game. And they're like, what you talking about? Great game. Because just because you lose uh, doesn't mean you lose. Come on now. Momentum is fueled by a series of wins. As long as you believe, and as long as you believe, I said, we just now got to figure out how to believe we can win again. You just got to learn how to win again, win again, win again, win again, win again. Those young men walk in the room they were a little sad but they were so proud because they said we lost by 49 and now we only lost by two oh. y'all ain't hear what I'm saying sometimes it's not about the score with Jesus sometimes it's about the outcome come on now somebody else might have a greater score than you but sometimes your outcome can be better than the score on the screen come on now but they won the game we won the game too because that means next week that means that we can get closer to learning how to believe and winning again because he said don't panic don't panic. See, when you know who you are, when you know who Jesus is, they said, don't panic. But then I like this here. Number one, when you feel like you're in a moment where he's forgotten about you, don't become weary or troubled about bothering him. Number two, don't be seized or alarmed with fear. Number three, don't panic. Just believe. But I like this. Number four, don't give attention to the doubt of others. <sighs> Sometimes your family and your friends can look at you and tell you it ain't going to happen. It's over. It's dead. I've seen it's dead. We all know that it's dead. Don't fall into the trap of being distracted by the doubt of others. And Jesus says to him, here it is right here, and all were weeping in verse number 52, for and bewailing her, but he said, see, see, Jesus is smart. I like Jesus. I, 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 I like his peak game. He's always listening. You got to understand, Jesus is always listening. The Father is always listening. And he heard them weeping and crying. And he said, do not weep. Now here, now you got to peep this here. Do not weep, for she is not dead, but sleeping. Now that's, now that's a problem, Rev. Because why didn't you say that when the man told me that at the beginning, Tracy? So y'all got to look at the text. Y'all got to look at the text. Come on now. You got you to look at these binary uh, uh, configurations of the narrative here. Uh, 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 back up in verse 49, he comes to him and says, she's dead. Don't bother him. In the next verse, he says, uh, don't be seized with alarm. Come on now. Uh, know that I'm with you, brother. 
Why couldn't you tell me that in the beginning? You got me out here looking all jacked up. Come on now. Uh, my hair game is all messed up. Come on now. My shoe game is all. No, my shoe game ain't going to never be messed up. I, I ain't going to confess that. Come on now. That's for somebody else. Uh, uh, but your life all messed up. Uh, your, your money all messed up. Uh, your mind all messed up. Come on now. Uh, because you heard that she's dead. And Jesus lets you walk around thinking that that thing is dead. He lets you walk around believing that it's dead. He lets you walk around thinking that when they repo your car, you ain't gonna, when they repo your car, when they repo your car, that you'll never ever get another car. You'll never ever get another loan. That when you go through the bankruptcy, you'll never ever be nothing. That when he walks out on you, that that was the last good man that you ever had. Come on now. He was just a good man that you did not give favor to. And so he didn't understand how to honor you. So he had to go. Y'all ain't hear what I'm saying? Uh, ah, come on now. Jesus lets you walk around feeling as if it was dead. That ain't fair. It ain't fair to Matthias' children, baby. It ain't fair, Linda, that he makes you feel that it was dead. It ain't fair, Edgar, that he makes you feel that it was dead. Come on now, it ain't fair. You heard the man say that my daughter was dead. You stood right there and you said, uh, you said, uh, don't be seized with fear, brother. Just believe. But then you get to the house and you change your story. Or did he change his story? See, Jesus never talked. He never spoke to the doubt. Or he never spoke to what was true. He just said, don't be seized with alarm. So you got to understand God. God never really speaks to your problem. He always speaks to your solution. Uh, he, God never really speaks to your problem. He, he never really answers the problem. He gives you a solution that will free you from your problem. Oh, come on now. See, that's why you got to look at God. You, you never see God in conversations about problems. You always see the Bible in conversations about solutions to your problems. Come on now. When you think about it and trouble comes your way, he gives you a solution on how to pray. No weapon formed against me will prosper. Come on now. That's a solution. I, I, I don't want to talk about the problem. Just understand that my response to you is no weapon formed against you will prosper. But it's sitting at my doorstep. I said it won't prosper. I said that it will not come against you. I said that it's not going to take you out. All I need you to believe is that the weapon has no power to prosper against you. Ooh, so will you believe that? He gets there and he says to them, Oh, she's not dead. She's sleeping. Are you serious? Are you serious? You're going to sit here and tell me that my daughter is sleeping as if I can go there and tap her and say, breakfast is ready. Oh, Father, thank you so much. She's up again. No, no, no. no. Jesus walks in and says, she's sleeping. But because we're so discombobulated and flabbergasted and we're so out of our minds that we misperceive or we misunderstand what he said. She's not dead enough. 
She's just sleeping. She's not gone into the place where I cannot bring her back. Your dream is not that far gone that I can't call it back into existence. Your promise is not that gone. It's not that dead that I can't revive it. I cannot resurrect it. But I need you to understand that what you're looking at is not dead. It's just sleeping. Come on now. It's just resting. Come on now. And it's waiting on something to take place. Come on now. Jesus said in their midst, do not weep. And they turn around and they laugh. Ain't nothing worse than my Uncle Sonny, bless him, in his heavenly body, that he would hear something. Hurdy, this is my father's brother. Because my dad, you know, he'd be out there praying and ministering and, you know, we out there. Nobody come to church. Oh, Freddie, I told you, man, you could have came on to the Labor Day parade and you got them kids out there at church. Didn't nobody even show up and you done wasted all your time and God ain't going to do this. Man, I could have gave you that, man. Do you want me to give you the gas money back? I mean, you're out there calling me for a ride and you're on the bus, you're doing this and you're doing Ain't nothing worse than somebody laughing at the God kind of faith that you have in God. Ain't nothing worse than somebody laughing at the God in your life and telling you that you look crazy. Girl, ain't no need to keep praying for her. She gonna do what she wanna do. Ain't no need to keep praying that the husband gonna get saved. He's gonna do what he wants to do. There is no need to go back to church because all they want is just your money. All they want is just your money. All they want is just your money, but you're gonna go give it to the who? To the bar? All they want is your money for the liquor that you're buying too. And when you get done and you get drunk, they're gonna ask you to come back the next day and take all of your money again brother they're going to take it all they're going to take it all but when it comes to God you're afraid of God taking something from you because you don't trust I know it sounds funny I know it sounds a little unfair, but you don't mind going and giving it to somebody else. Uh, Come on now, stay right here. And they laughed at him as if to say, this man then lost his mind. She ain't breathing. She hard as a rock, ain't moving. And you done took your time getting here. Walk in the house. The blessing of the Lord. Blessed and highly favored brothers. Take me to her room. I want to see her. Are you serious? This is really how God acts, though. He's so confident that he takes his time. And that if we don't watch it, that we laugh at God, just like Sarah laughed. 99 years old? Now, I'm going to tell y'all this. If my girl get married, I mean, have a kid, At this time, y'all pray for me. You're going to have to help me. I'm out. Los, I'm out, man. We just got to go to the street and fight. I'm out. We get get 80 years old and God tell us she's going to have a baby. Reverend, we ain't doing this. No. No. That's what Sarah did. No, you got to be kidding. How? I'm not, baby. I'm just saying. I'm just giving you fair warning. Before the church, everybody know, I will turn in my cross. I will turn in my collar. I will give up the church and be free of this. 
Y'all can call me what y'all want to call me, but think about it. Oh, come on, Rev. Could y'all imagine my mom come up here talking about, well, you know, Fred, now nah, I'm going to have another child. <laughs> what? <laughs> All right, Fred, now nah, that's not funny. <laughs> hey, hey, boy, now God is a miracle God. He'll do what he wants to do. <laughs> hey, hey, now, nah, don't play with God. That's my dad. <laughs> y'all better laugh in this here church. That's how my mom and dad talk. Rev, what were you doing? Hey, I had a night that I never had in a long time. <laughs> he tells them that she's dead. Not dead, but she's sleeping. Come on, Josh. How long have you and I allowed our fear to cause us to laugh at God? Don't allow the unbelief of others to persuade you into believing that Jesus is not in control of what you need him to do. This whole story has everything to do with Jesus being in control of the storm. And a lot of times it's difficult to let Jesus guide you through a storm. We saw my wife's music teacher last night, and she says, I tell all of my students that when you're in school and you're my student, I'm your teacher. You're my kid. I'm responsible for you. I, I become your parent. And the moments where it gets hard, I'm going to be the teacher to walk you through. But when you graduate, we become friends. That's what God wants. He wants us to graduate into the moment where he's just not only the teacher, but he calls us friend. He goes into the room after they laugh at him, and he calls out to her and he says, Arise! As if she was sleeping. He didn't walk in and say, No, no, he wanted them to hear his voice. Can I paraphrase it? If you don't get your tail up and get to school, you know you're late. Why are you still in here sleeping? I want you to hear this. Why are you still sleeping? Get up. Get up. He's talking right now. Get up. Your dream is not dead. Your dream simply needs to hear Jesus walk in the room and say, Arise and live again. Arise and win again. Arise and try it again. Arise and go after everything that you believe in your heart. Arise. But I don't know. He didn't ask you. And then this, this is what makes it so good. He didn't tell her to go to church. They didn't go to a praise service. You know, they, they didn't go into, oh, no, no, he said, give her something to eat. Because I need you to see that when people wake up from their sleep, a lot of times you're what? You're hungry. 
the thing that has been sleeping in your life, when God speaks to it today, it's going to be hungry to live. It's going to be hungry to prosper. It's going to be hungry to complete and to fulfill everything that God has assigned for it to do. Come on. Stand on your feet. Lift up your hands. And I'm just going to say this. Arise. Whatever sleeping and whatever you thought was dead in your life, arise. Arise and let it live in Jesus' name. Come on, put your hands together. Come on, put your hands together. You're here today and you want Jesus to get to you. That thing that's been driving you nuts, it's been driving you crazy. And you feel that it's dead. I just simply want you to say, Lord, speak to my heart. Come on, give that thing to him and let him say, arise. Arise and take your rightful place. Arise, arise. Be healed and be made whole. Come on, hallelujah. You're here today and you just want to feel the touch of the Lord. Come on, if you can just close your eyes and lift your hands wherever you are. Come on. You're here today. And you just want to feel the love of the Lord. I want you to just come here and just let me just lay my hands on you. You're here today and you just want to feel the embrace of the Lord. Come on, I want you to just come. Come on, don't hesitate. Believe that God can make you whole. Believe that God can make it right. Believe. Just believe. Come on, let's pray. Come on, let's pray. Come on, everybody. Come on, hallelujah. Come on. Come on, you're here. You're here. You just want to believe again. You just want to be embraced by the presence of the Lord and just feel that God has not let you go. You're here. You're here. You're here. Hallelujah. Nothing else matters. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Bless you, Jesus. Ah, bless you, man. Hallelujah. Bless you, brother. Just believe again. Let's trust again. Hallelujah. Yay. Come on, come on, come on. Pray. Come on, push. Come on, let's push him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Blessing of the Lord rest. The peace of God. May heaven smile upon us. Make your face to shine upon us. In Jesus' name we pray. We rebuke death, accident, death, and danger now. And we proclaim your peace and your protection. In Jesus' name. Peace to the family. Peace to the bishop. And peace to us all. Amen. Amen. Have a great day. God bless you.